Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, Tesla Berlin will halt production. The McCann EV has impressive highway range and the new EV brands coming to the UK. Plus, stay tuned because later in the show, I'll tell you what StoreDot are saying about when their next-gen cells will arrive in cars. I'm Martin Lee, and I go through hundreds of articles, feeds, and stories a day. So you don't have to. I'm here to save you time. We're live at 8 a.m. UK. That's 5 a.m. Eastern to start a brand new day. With all you need to know, Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. We'll start with a Reuters report that dropped in a few moments ago, which says that Tesla's Berlin factory will close its doors for two weeks, from the end of January to February the 11th, because of component shortages. These are caused by disruptions in the Red Sea and supply chains. The crisis in the Red Sea, triggered by attacks on ships by Iranian-backed Houthi militants. That's in the news today here in the UK about whether the UK government will respond militarily is impacting Europe's largest economy and Tesla are feeling the pain. Tesla is the first company to publicly announce production interruption because of disruptions. Other companies like Geely and IKEA reporting delays. Uh, the conflict has led to shifts in transport routes affecting the Suez Canal, a key maritime path for the Asia and European trade routes. Tesla specifically mentioned longer transportation times from Asia, China, as a significant factor. Now, Tesla is reliant on the Chinese battery components, which are transported through the Red Sea, as a vulnerability in their supply chain, and the situation is compounded by the ongoing labour dispute with the Swedish trade union, IF Metall, at the moment, leading to sympathy strikes. Some of those are affecting component production in Europe. While shipping companies are rerouting vessels via South Africa's Cape of Good Hope, it adds about 10 days, about a million dollars of fuel per journey from Asia round here to Northern Europe. I'll keep an eye on that story and whether Berlin gets closed for any longer and the Model Ys that they make there. Now, some good news. And a Tesla Mega Pack battery system finally got energized today. And it's taking over from Hawaii's last operational coal power plants. Now, Hawaii, you can't deny, is a beautiful, beautiful place to go. And the idea of burning coal for electricity is understandable because islands do what islands do. But the project named the Kapole Energy Storage takes over from dirty fossil fuels. It's on Oahu's industrial western region and features a 185 megawatt or 565 megawatt hour Tesla system. Uh, the mega packs arrived in late 2022, which was coincidentally when the last coal shipment arrived as well. And the owner of the outfit is called Plus Power, and they have declared the project now fully operational. 158 Tesla Megapack uh, 2XL units uh, designed to perform load shifting and frequency response on the grid in Hawaii, and they have LFP cells inside them. Now, Tesla's sales surge over 2023 almost wiped out one of those key competitors that just a few years ago would have been unthinkable. Tesla nearly surpassed Audi as a car maker uh, in global vehicle sales last year. Now, Audi, the numbers came through today. I saw 1.89 million vehicles sold, and we know Tesla, 1.81 million vehicles sold, but that's all pure EV, obviously, with Tesla. Audi's sales increase fueled by China, demand in Europe going up, and the US reversing a three-year sales decline. Uh, challenges for Audi include some part shortages and transitioning to EV. Audi recently 
press pause on their EV expansion uh, to ease pressure on their production. Tesla, on the other hand, exceeded Q4 delivery expectations. They did lose the world number one spot ranking to BYD in that quarter. But like I say, they almost overtook one of their key competitors in terms of all the vehicles that Audi sold. Not far behind. I'm sure they'll take that prize very soon. Porsche. Next in the news, and Edmunds. The outlet Edmunds conducted an informal 70-mile-an-hour range test on the new Macan. And even the highest trim and lowest range, as it were, uh, got over 300 miles on a single charge. Uh, the Macan EV from Porsche co-developed alongside Audi with a 100-kilowatt-hour battery pack, 800-volt architecture, building on everything they learned with the Taycan and the e-tron GT. Edmunds admits their test wasn't perfect, but at highway speeds, they say 325 miles on the Macan EV. That's highway speed. Now, um, the 70-mile-an-hour range test, which is becoming becoming an industry standard and was led uh, by my friends Tom Malogny from State of Charge and Kyle from Out of Spec, years ago, they were pushing, let's have a standardised range test. There's no, you know, should it be 75 or 80? There's nothing perfect. Uh, and, and then elevation will change it and weather will change it and the tyres and etc. But it's the best we can do to standardise a degree of range testing, so you can compare apples to apples. Now, Edmunds say that the average speed was 60 miles an hour over the trip, which doesn't sound like a 70-mile-an-hour range test to me. But either way, 325 miles, even if they were going a little bit slower, until the likes of Tom or Kyle get their hands on it and we get one of their range tests, that is an incredible range for a big vehicle like the Macan at highway speeds. Now, the upcoming Audi Q6 e-tron will be Audi's version using the new battery system. The Macan battery will be lighter and more energy-dense than the one used in the Taycan. They've learned so much about it. It's got peak charge rate, a speed of 270 kilowatts. I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to try and edge that towards at least, at least a tickle of 300, just to get... I don't know, honours, but either way. Uh, with a low drag coefficient of 0.25, the Macan EV is one of the most aerodynamically efficient SUVs in its class. Every version of the Macan EV will, you would think, get over 300 miles on the WLTP test cycle. EPL be less. Uh, it always is. More realistic, perhaps, you would say. But that's fantastic. Fantastic range for the next generation of those premium vehicles that are coming. Now, Mercedes-Benz are next in the news, seeing a big boost in their EV sales for 2023. A lot of these year-end numbers are coming in now, or a couple of weeks into 2024. And Mercedes-Benz passenger cars experienced a notable increase in their EV sales, with battery electric models 11% of their company mix now, when including plug-in hybrids, of which Merck do plenty. That's 19%. So almost one in five Mercedes-Benz are now rechargeable. It's a big benchmark to get to. In comparison, let's look at their rivals like BMW. Last year, uh, BMW sold 376-odd thousand EV sales as a group. That's an increase, a big increase on the previous year. And BMW Group it was 14.7% of total sales. So although Mercedes-Benz is growing slightly behind their German rival, Volkswagen, on the other hand, about 8% of total sales. So um, they're all in that same ballpark. But uh, Mercedes-Benz saying that uh, they predict, again, more growth for 2024. Watch out for these negative EV stories that you see flying around at the minute. Many of them are being planted into the media for certain reasons. You look at the data, look at the numbers like you and I do every day, and it just doesn't hold up. Growth is rebalancing. 
but there's not a disaster in EV world by any means. Now, yesterday I told you on the podcast about Hertz, the rental company, selling Teslas. Uh, they were defleeting them. And I hypothesized on yesterday's show, if you've heard it, about whether it was natural turnover of vehicles, which happens on all lease companies, rental companies. Some of them will want a, a level of new stock and will carry a vehicle for one or two years. Others will carry them for longer, but inevitably there'll be some defleeting going on. I also wondered yesterday on the show whether it was something else, deeper into what we've heard Hertz talk about recently on earnings calls, where they were concerned about the repair cost of Teslas, how they were so much higher than the gasoline cars. They didn't appreciate this was like, you and I know this. You and I know that insurance companies have been writing off EVs left, right and centre when they don't need to be, because Tesla repair costs can be prohibitively high. All EV makers can. If you need a new battery for a Ionic 5, it's going to be crazy expensive because they don't just have them sitting around on the shelf like parts manufacturers and third-party um, manufacturers do. Now, we knew this, you and I knew this, that repairing EVs can be expensive at times. Insurance companies haven't got their head around it yet. Hertz didn't get the memo, and now they're saying, oh, we didn't realise that repairing these, even minor fender benders, can be timely uh, and also cost more than their gas equivalents. The minute I published the podcast yesterday, of course, Hertz released a statement to the market about why it's happening. So I was like, oh, great. Thanks a lot. So to expand on yesterday. So there's a, a, um, a website that Hertz have. You can go and buy their Model 3s for around $20,000, which is crazy cheap. They're selling 20,000 electric vehicles, a third of their US EV fleet. Now, they also have a bunch of Polestars. They're committed to buying 100,000 or 60,000 Polestars. They aren't being sold off yet, so I don't know whether that's just a Tesla thing or not. The EV sale process has now started and will continue through the year, according to a regulatory filing that was filed this morning. Hertz anticipates a $245 million charge on their fourth quarter financials because of depreciation. It was another thing that Hertz seemed very miffed about. They they announced this huge purchase of Tesla vehicles, if you remember, and it did wonders for Tesla's share price and Hertz's share price. And it wasn't even a done deal. It wasn't like a signed contract. It was just, hey, we're going to buy 100,000 Teslas. And Elon was like on Twitter at the time, oh, cool. No one told me. Well, you can't have them because we haven't got any spare. Uh, however, it did wonders for their share price. Both both parties, by the way, benefited hugely from this announcement. Well, after that, of course, we had huge Tesla price cuts over the course of the last 12 months. And uh, understandably, Hertz have gone, oh, th the price that we paid for the vehicles firstly is now a lot more. So we have to write that down on our books. And also the cars aren't worth as much anymore because the new ones are now 10 grand less. And again, they seem to have been caught a little bit with their trousers down on this. The CEO, Stephen Scher, saying back in October that they want to scale down their EV fleet, which was 11% of Hertz's rental fleet, and 80% of their EVs were all Teslas. And so that's what they seem to be cutting back on. Now, Hertz's stock value didn't like the news. They were cutting back on EVs. It went down 4.2% today, uh, following a 32% decline 
last year. Uh, the company reporting higher expenses for collision and damage to EVs. And for the fourth quarter of last year, uh, like I said, they had to recognise those extra expenses and depreciations on the books. Hertz's used car platform has over 700 EVs for sale right now. Uh, there's BMW i3s, Bolts, Model 3s, Model Ys, couldn't see any Polestars. They seem to be hanging on for those. Maybe they're more popular or just the the, the price of those to fix is, um, is different. There's all the details. So now you know. Right, we'll take a quick little breaky-poo. And then when I come back, we'll talk about Lucid and Arbath making rapid EVs and some new EV brands for the UK. Stick around. Back in a sec. Well, if you're listening to the free version of the podcast, you may have heard one. You may have heard two adverts there. It helps pay my bills, by the way. I don't know what advert you get served. That's not my deal. Uh, However, it should be based on where you're listening around the world. If you'd like to strip out the ads and maybe you've got YouTube Premium or something and you like to get rid of the ads on your other platforms, you can always do it with mine as well uh, through Patreon. And it supports the work that I do. They take a ridiculously small percentage because I've been with Patreon for so long. It's changed since then. But um, I get nearly all of the money that you support this show with uh, $5, $10 a month to be an executive producer, get your name in the show notes on the website and you go such a long way to spreading the good word about electric vehicles and this incredible once in a lifetime transition that is happening right now. Patreon, patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. Now Storedot, the company that make extreme fast charging batteries and cells is displaying their first ever electric vehicle equipped, they are set to display their first EV uh, with their new XFC battery cell technology. It's going to be inside a Polestar and it's going to be a significant step towards the wider adoption of their cells. Storedot will expand their global manufacturing capabilities by strengthening their partnerships with other automakers, they say, this year. If there's so many battery stories that fly around, you know, Toyota have always got solid state batteries two years away. They have to have for the last 15 years, by the way. Um, but Storedot is a company that is regularly in the headlines as being one of those companies bringing out next gen products. But I genuinely think they are the real deal. Now, I've not. Uh, ever done a you know a deep dive into their financials or anything like that? I've not gone through prospectuses, but from all the reporting that I do on them, it seems like it's the real deal. They've got good investment. Uh, they don't make outlandish claims just for the sake of it. And when I've heard interviews with the CEO and the people there, they it just seems all very sensible. And I hope they deliver on what they're promising, which is their 100 in X philosophy. So they're starting with 100 miles in five minutes. And they say 100 miles in five minutes will be ready this year. And that will then ramp up to 100 miles in four minutes in 2026 and 100 miles in three minutes by 2028. Link in the show notes if you'd like to read more about how they're bringing their technology into road cars and having some on-the-road validation in real vehicles. Now, Lucid reported a decline in deliveries and production for the end of last year in Q4, leading to a record low in their share prices. Lucid's vehicle deliveries decreased by 10%, down to just 1,734 vehicles in the last quarter, uh, from 1,932 in the same period the previous year. Uh, That's a company that should be on a rip. They make a amazing product. Yeah, they're expensive. Of course they are. Uh, But Lucid make incredible vehicles uh, and they should not be in decline. Lucid's production saw a drop of 31% to 2,391 vehicles in the quarter and they revised their annual target of 8,000 units uh, down from its initial production forecast of 10,000 units. 
Lucid's shares are backed by the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund. So for those on my social media telling me that Lucid are going bankrupt in the next five minutes, think again, genius. I think Saudi have some money. They can carry that company for as long as they need to. And I hope it works out for Lucid because good people making great products, they just are not clicking yet with huge amounts of people that want to buy them. But that's a shame. Um, it, I think it's more of a messaging than a product thing with Lucid, but there we go. I think what they do is brilliant. Now, um, Arbath is next in the news. Of course, they take Fiat's and do work their wonders on it. And the Arbath 600E should be out sometime next year. The most powerful vehicle hot hatch they've ever made. Uh, it's We don't know. It's called the 600E, but it probably will be because they make the 500E version of the Arbath. Uh, 237 horsepower. Uh, which is going to make it a pocket rocket. And they don't really prioritise the sort of 0-60 dash that so many electric cars are really good at. Um, It's all about mid-range performance, fun to drive, handling. And in collaboration with Stellantis' motorsport division, uh, they're developing a bespoke chassis for the 600E, distinct from the 500 on a modified platform called uh, the Perfo ECMP, and with an EV-focused limited-slip diff, advanced braking, larger brakes, special tyres. Can't wait to see more about these really cool little EV projects that happen now. Let's go to China for a couple of quick Chinese stories. And China's new energy vehicle ownership has now hit 20 million vehicles, doubling from 10 million a year and a half ago. So last summer, or a year and a half ago summer, in 2022... They hit 10 million, and 18 months later, it's now 20 million in China. Honestly, I've been banging this drum for such a long time. Um, I, I, I can't say it in any other way. They are making a ridiculous amount of EVs, and we're all going to be driving them sooner or later. Um, as of the end of 2023, China's total NEV counts at 20.41 million. And just to be specific, NEV in China is new energy vehicle. So that's BEVs, plug-in hybrids. And, you know, about two, about, you know, three fuel cell vehicles. Uh, so um, BEV's the majority. And so pure BEVs are 76% of that number, 15.5 million. So uh, 15.5 million pure BEVs on the road now in China. Just incredible. And their exports were up 63.7% last year in 2023. Domestic sales were increasing, but only by 4%. They're making these vehicles and they're shipping them around the world. What can I tell you? It's happening. The Chinese invasion. Uh, America wants their own domestic industry. The EU is about to put, I think, some big restrictions on those Chinese cars coming in. But until that happens, uh, the Chinese are definitely going to make hay until they're told not to, and there'll definitely be some retaliation, won't there? Um, of course, electric vehicles were 24% of new cars sales in China in 2023, doubling from the number in 2021. Uh, what's the biggest EV in China? In case you didn't know, Model Y, I thought I'd remind you, is the top-selling EV, followed by the BYD Song, a couple of hundred thousand units behind it. But the Song is a, a vehicle half the price of the Model Y. So that's how much they love their Teslas. Now, let's talk about some electric trucking, should we? Re-Automotive. Now, they make their new P7C electric truck, the first EV to ever have steer-by-wire, brake-by-wire, and drive-by-wire. And it's now had the EPA approval. And the P7C chassis cab deliveries have commenced, distributing them to their uh, first dealer, Pritchard EV. They're in Iowa, by the way. Uh, The first fully 
X by wire vehicle, highlighting modular design and that reduces parts, it reduces maintenance, it brings the vehicles to the market quicker and it's eligible for a tax credit of up to $40,000 per vehicle under the IRS Clean Vehicle Tax Credit Scheme. Uh, add some state incentives for commercial vehicles and you can get incentives over $100,000 per vehicle uh, depending on where the customers are for these uh, these new electric trucks. Now, what about using old batteries from expired EVs? You know, 10, 12 years down the line when perhaps the, the bodywork and the interior seen better days, the battery is still good for many more generations. And there's a bit of a fly in the ointment because new batteries have become so cheap. So the cost effectiveness of new lithium-ion phosphate batteries, LFP cells, have continued to to go down in price. And it makes them now more appealing than waiting for reused Second Life batteries. Take, for instance, the Finnish company, uh, Cactos in Finland. Uh, They do battery energy storage systems. Uh, Their plans were always to purchase Second Life batteries and to do energy storage systems from that. But with the cost effectiveness now of LFP cells, their plans have changed to actually buy new cells, and just get on with making battery storage. Uh, the new LFP, uh, LFP cells are more desirable because of durability, reduced cost. Second life cells remain very suitable, though, for energy storage, uh, given, again, their pricing and also um, ESG considerations as well. Previously, the high cost of lithium-ion batteries was a key factor in why you had to wait for second life. But LFP cells getting cheaper. We can move on with battery energy storage systems and and this exciting move to not only EVs, but battery technology as well. Um, it's happening at a real pace. And finally, one for my UK listeners, two new EVs to pick from soon. Uh, firstly, there is the Ceres. They are launching at Series 3 this April, under £30,000. It's like a Nissan Qashqai, if you like. 54 kilowatt hour battery, front wheel drive, 120 kilowatt motor, 205 miles of range. Uh, Ceres is part of China's Socon Group. And they've been selling the Ceres 5 in Europe since March of last year. That had an 80 kilowatt hour LFP battery. And then secondly is Skywell. Skywell will sell the ET5, a midsize SUV, from this summer in the UK. 304 miles of range. That's 489 kilometres, although the price not yet disclosed. And that is your podcast for today, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you once again, if you do have a think about looking at the Patreon page uh, as an individual, as an organisation, as a company that wants promotion, uh, that is it just blows me away how you fund the work that I do here. And I pay my bills. Thanks to our premium partners, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley and Nevo.ie and Ireland's first ever electric vehicle show with the Bank of Ireland on Feb 17th in Dublin. Get your free tickets and info at Nevo.ie. Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric moments providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Hey, have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.